there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BadSecretMedia.com We Media. Welcome to the Single Devils Podcast. On this week's episode, we try to catch them all. I'm player one, Ditto Toby. I am player two, Cubone Goobs. I'm player three, Bulba Bean. And I'm player four, Kaberg Tops. This is a retro video game review show where we go over one, possibly two games per episode. <laughs> We're going to go over the history, the story, the gameplay, some fun facts, and then... You go right to the rage meter. Like, do you want to grab a link cable and spake yourself accessibly on the buttocks until you bleed? Ow. Yes. That's pretty rageful. <laughs> I mean, that's weird. <laughs> well, after we rage, we give a... 1 to 10 rating overall if we think these games are still worth playing. Why 1 to 10, goobs? Sort of simple thick boys. Thick boys! We are thick, we are simple, but we are not alone today, goobs. No, instead of spanking myself with the said link cable, we're going to use it with our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. We're going to link up with our friends. (laughs) Not spank them with it. As you heard the top of the show, we got Jenny Bean and the Berg joining us. Hello. Hi. Thanks for letting us come on to talk Pokemans. I'm so excited. Me too. If there's one game where you share it with your friends, it's definitely the game that we're talking about today. Goobs, what game are we talking about? Games with an S on it. Yeah, we're talking about the OG Pokemon, red and or blue. Now, we'll probably touch on yellow and just talk about it, but uh, yellow's obviously slightly different. First question I have to ask everyone, what was your first Pokemon version to play? I'll go first, uh, red. Yeah, red for me as well. Red for me as well. What? We all four played red first? Team red. (laughs) (laughs) Team red rocket. Wow. (laughs) Team red rocket. (laughs) What made you guys play the Pokemon games? I've got a goofy little story. I was at Walmart. My Meemaw was going to let me pick out a video game. And I specifically remember this guy that was working the, the video game counter was like, oh, this is a really cool game. You get to capture these monsters, and you get to make them fight together. And he sold me on it big time. So 
that random guy changed my life forever. But I remember that guy was like, this is going to be a really fun, popular game, and you should play this. And I took it home, and I played it on my Super Game Boy, the little Super Nintendo attachment to play it on the big screen. And I think I didn't even have a Game Boy at the time. That's how I was playing all my Game Boy games. So that was my first like reason of playing it. But what was your your guys? Um, so I had been following it since it was first. So it came out in Japan, and then they were talking about it. They were hyping it up in Nintendo Power, like maybe like six months after it came out, talking about oh, it's coming to the U.S. And I was reading about it, and this was around the time I had started getting into RPGs in general. And the way they kind of talked about like, oh, you know, you play with your friends and there's two versions and you it's not just like they're like, you know, most RPGs you have, you know, a few standard party members. But this one, there's 150 monsters you can catch. I'm like, this sounds really cool. And, uh, and they were like, oh, you know, sometimes you might have to trade a monster to your friends and help them and they have them help you train it up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this sounds really awesome. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on this. And then, uh, yeah, I happened to be at Walmart and it was like the day the game came out. And of course, Pokemon Poke Fever had not hit the U.S. yet. And it was like the day it came out and I was at my local Walmart and it was like the overflow bin of just random Game Boy games. And it just there was a single they had blue and red in the case, but there was like a single copy of red just like in this overflow bin. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Pokemon must be out. I'll, I'll go ahead and pick it up. And uh the rest is, as they say, history. Nice. Bean. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but what I think this game came out, what, 96 maybe, let's say? 98. 98. Okay, so yeah. I was a bit older. Like, if it came out in 98, I was 15. So um, I didn't get this game right away. I remember my cousin showed it to me, and he was even, like, a little bit older than me, and then I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I made sure that I eventually got a hold of it and started playing it. And I guess myself. Yep. Now it's your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was following this in the magazines and shit. Nintendo Power, EGM, knew it was coming out. And uh, knew I was going to love it. And I was the oldest of my cousins that played video games at the time at Nanny Froggy's house. And I started Pokemania for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> they saw me playing it, then they all wanted to play. And we all... Yeah, because we're the same age, trade. so you're a little bit older too, right? When it came out, so. And I'm, and because you, Jenny and Goobs and me, the three of us were all just within a, within a few. Yeah, you're around the same age as us of too. Each yeah. other. And I remember because I was in high school, and it was one of those things where I was like, I was really into it, and I had a few friends who were, but like, I also was in high At school. At the same and time, was, yeah, and then it once was it like kind of blew up as cool. Like, if people found out you had Pokemon hype, they made fun of you. Like, <laughs> uh, abso-freaking-lutely. I, I definitely was sort of like a closet Pokemon yep, fan. for sure. Uh, and really, honestly, really until Pokemon Go came out. Now it's cool for, like, everyone, everyone to like Pokemon. Yes, 100%. But, but it doesn't, it, but, like, I seriously was, like, other than my friends, I was kind of like, because once it blew up, it was, like, kids, it was a kids thing very much. Exactly. And, and in the minds of people. And so I was like, I play the video games. I don't watch the cartoon. I don't play the card game. I don't have, actually, I did have a Pikachu plush. I wanted a carnival. But, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, I wasn't like that. And I was just like, I just like it as the games. And I kind of just got to keep it on the DL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, my closeted Pokemon stuff didn't happen for a couple of years because, you know, I was, like, maybe 10 when this came out here. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely before the Pokey Fever came out with everyone. Uh, there, I, I didn't remember. I remember like playing the game for for a good while before I even found out that there was a TV series, and I was like, "What?" And I remember the first episode I saw was the Jigglypuff episode. <laughs> so good. And I was like, "What? It? There's a show?" And then like not even like a month later, the Walmart shelves in the toy aisle were just 
full of Pokemon toys. And then that's when the cards were getting real big and it just hit hard. Yeah, it got exploded. Yeah. But yeah, then I also had the same thing like two or three years later, it was like you got made fun of if you liked Pokemon. So I had to be closeted and yeah exactly and that's how we were when this came out like that was our age kind of where we had to (laughs) that sucks (laughs) but it's okay you could love Um, it in private (laughs) and with your few select friends that who loved it too (laughs) hey but now we're in the future and we can love it openly and wear t-shirts with pokemon on it and people think we're just geeky super awesome they just don't they don't bat an eye at something like that anymore that's right (laughs) all right guys uh this will probably be a slightly different review because this game is so long. So we're going to try to get through as much of it as we can. Uh, but first, let's uh, talk about the details. Let's slam our balls right into the deets. Pokemon Red and Blue were originally released in Japan as Pocket Monsters Red and Green versions on February 27th, 1996. North America didn't get Pokemon Red and Blue until September 28th, 1998, while Europe had to wait until October 5th, 1999. So they were even later to the uh, Poke Fever. Aww. Yeah. Now, just for reference also, uh, on September 12th, 1998, and in October 19th, 1999, Pokemon Yellow was released for Game Boy. So we got the 1999 release of Pokemon Yellow. This was developed by Game Freak, and it was published by Nintendo. It was released on the original Game Boy. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Portal power. And it's had some remakes of sorts. <laughs> and uh, those were released on the Game Boy Advance and the Switch. And it was also available as a digital download on the 3DS virtual Nintendo Store. This is a single or multiplayer game via cable link. It is a role-playing turn-based fighting game, and there's a story, guys. Hell yeah. There sure is. Let's blow our flutes and listen to story time with Toby. You are an 11-year-old boy from Pallet Town. Your mother tells you that all boys must leave the home someday. That's what the TV says. And tells you an old professor is looking for you. You try to visit him to see what's going on, only to have a little jerk tell you that Gramps isn't here. So you decide to explore. (laughs) You take one step into the tall grass, and suddenly you get yelled at about Pokemon and needing protection, and it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. That's the wrong game. Instead, you get (laughs) Professor Oak. He puts you and your rival up against each other to catch all the Pokemons so he can gather the data on them. Your true goal is to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Teach Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon! (laughs) Okay, uh... Obviously, that last part was from the uh, anime that it's loosely based on. <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing cake again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's a lot of story in this. It's not just a simple story because there's lots of mini side stories along the journey. But you are trying to collect data for the professor. And for some reason, he's lazy and he sends you and his grandson to go do his dirty work. And that's the story. 
Now, the yellow version is more loosely based on the anime series. The red and blue are not, though. This game will probably take you between 20 and 30 hours to complete, and more if you're trying to complete the Pokédex. Speedrun.com has a record set by Pokéguy of 1 hour and 45 minutes and 5 seconds. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't watch I did not watch the speedrun on this, but the other speedrun in second place was like 1 hour 45 minutes and 21 seconds. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's clearly some sort of exploit. Yeah, there's got to be. Or he's clearly a poke master. <laughs> I saw one that was like under 24, like under a half hour. Oh, my goodness. And he did it backwards. What? Fought Giovanni first <laughs> and fought Brock last. Oh, my God. That's insane. Did he, he He had to have entered a code where like the first six things he caught were Mewtwo's, including his starter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then he just plowed through. something. Jeez, yeah. that's crazy. No, he actually picked Bulbasaur first and couldn't stand the name, so he changed it to Oddish because he hates Bulbasaur so much. Oh, that poor man. What a sad, sad life. Well, guys, are you ready to talk about the gameplay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's lead our way into the gameplay. So when you start this game, you get the coolest. I remember this opening as a kid, this opening between Gengar and Nidoqueen, and it is epic. Isn't it Nidoqueen? It's a Nidorino. Nidorino. Nidorino, yeah. You were close. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was the, the third evolved form or if it was the medium nah, one. Nah, it's the middle. But still, it's so epic. You started up, because really, like, Game Boy games, <laughs> you didn't see like these kind of detailed sprites on Game Boy games typically, you know? No. And they it, they just look so cool. Uh, you get that really cool music. So if you start up the game and it's new, let's we're going to say it's a brand spanking new game, you get the new game and option. Honestly, you know what? I didn't even go to the options to see what the options were in this. Did you? I, I think the options, you can speed up the text and a few other small things, but there's no like difficulty in this game. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, if you have a saved game already in there, it'll say continue, or you can start a new game and save over the old one. So when starting a new game, Professor Oak gives you this long tutorial. I timed it. I timed the tutorial. <laughs> but actually, so the whole first part of the game, because I'm sure everyone's played the Pokemon games, so to get the parcel and stuff... Before you can start actually catching Pokemon, if you just haul ass and run through it, it takes about 10 minutes to actually get to where you can start catching Pokemon on your own. Which was way too long for me. But anyways. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I love Professor Oak. I call him Daddy Oak. So I'm any anytime with the with Professor is fine with me. <laughs> oh, that's quality time. Yep, the longer the better. Hmm. <laughs> So he, he gives you the tutorial about what's happening in the world and tells you about the Pokemon. You get to give yourself a name and you get to name your rival because he can't remember his own grandson's name. <laughs> uh, now, it has a couple of uh, options for you to, to choose in case you don't want to make up your own. So I think typically people call them red and blue. So... Whatever. Those are like the ca the canon names. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a. Uh, have you ever have y'all watched the those Pokemon series, the Pokemon 
red and blue or whatever they are. I don't remember what the name of it is. The, the one that's like actually based on the games. Yes. Yeah, it's very it's very awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You start the game in your bedroom in front of a Super Nintendo on the floor, which I remember thinking that was really cool that there's a little Super Nintendo on the floor, especially as a kid since I played mine on the Super Nintendo Game Boy thing. So I always thought that was really cool. The buttons on this game are pretty basic. It's you've, you've got one button to accept and one button to cancel, and you usually get options. And most of the time, you can talk to everyone in the game, but you don't really press anything unless you're trying to activate something or if you're in the Pokemon battle to select the moves that you want to do. And when you're in battle, you have fight, Pokemon, items, and run. And each Pokemon has four moves and then all your items that you can collect throughout the game and the different Pokemon if you want to switch them out. Okay, so anyways, you go and you talk to your mom. She tells you to go find the professor. We've already talked about that in the story. So you go find the professor. He gives you a starting Pokemon, you and your rival. Guys, who's your starting Pokemon? Jen. Oh, Bulbasaur, 100%. My favorite. Every Pokemon game where he's available. <laughs> I, I also went Bulbasaur. Uh, grass starters for life. Yep. I'm a fire boy. Charmander. Ooh, look at this, because I'm a fire boy, too. I'll pick Squirtle, though, sometimes, too, though. I'm not dedicated. Oh, you backstabber. <laughs> you, I think I think usually, typically, I pick fire Pokemon in all the Pokemon games I play. Yeah, I'm always grass. It's just my go-to. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I do have a Bulbasaur tattoo, so, I mean, eh, you know. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you, you pick your Pokemon, you battle your rival... The motherfucker always picks your weakness because Pokemon have weaknesses. So if you pick Bulbasaur, who's a grass Pokemon, he will pick Charmander, who's a fire Pokemon, yep. just to fuck you over. Just so he has the slight advantage. Always got to be a little bit better. The whole rock, paper, scissors bullshit. And then he can smell you later. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, the, like I said, the first part of the game, you have to... Go to the first town, go to the Pokemart, get a parcel, bring it back to Professor Oak, and then you can go back to the Pokemart to start buying Pokeballs to catch Pokemon. So, let's go ahead and talk about the catching system. Does anyone want to tell us about the catch catching system for the Pokemon? I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. So, when you are walking around in grass or a cave or you're fishing, uh, you'll enter a Pokemon battle and... You will throw out the first Pokemon who is in your party, and you will choose from one of four attacks to attack the Pokemon, and you want to lower their life down, but you don't want to completely knock them out. Uh, then when their life is low, uh, you can also inflict a status uh, ailment on them like paralysis or sleep. That can also help as well, kind of weaken them. Uh, then you will throw a Pokeball or one of several varieties of Pokeball at the Pokemon, and... Uh, if you're successful, it will catch them and they will be your pocket monster. And if they uh, break out, you either throw another ball again or you try to weaken them a little bit more. Now, you can only carry six Pokemon in your party. The rest get sent to a PC, a magical PC. <laughs> yeah, the magic computer. <laughs> I never, even as a kid, I was like, how does this fucking work? Like, I know it makes no, like, how do they get there? <laughs> how are they stored in there? I don't know. 
are Pokemon digital because <laughs> especially when there is a digital Pokemon in Porygon. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So, yes, uh Pokemon battles are at random uh, the majority of the time. There's a few instances throughout the game where you will actually see the Pokemon sprite on the screen uh, when you're in the top-down view, uh, exploring and stuff. And you can talk to the Pokemon or use an item to speak to them and or approach them, and then you will battle them. Uh, pro tip, always save before <laughs> you go into one of those Poke battles. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. And... Every now and then, Pokemon can run away, which will piss you the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, yeah, we'll get it's to awful. it in a minute. There, there's, there's a couple times when I was a kid where I would, once I did get a Game Boy, you'd want to fucking chunk your Game Boy because something ran off that you've been looking for for hours. Anyways. So you start this game out in Pallet Town, and you make your way to Viridian City. This is the town has a gym, but you can't access it yet. You have to wait till the very end of your gym battles to hunt this town. So you want to defeat all the gyms, first off, so you can become the very best. But more importantly, the gyms that you beat, when you beat them, it allows Pokemon that are stronger to listen to you. So if you have a Pokemon that's like level 30, because you could grind and get your Pokemon up to level 30, but they won't listen to you unless you have the badge that makes them obey you. Now, if they don't obey you, then they'll, they won't do the attacks that you tell them to do, and uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So you beat the gems, so Pokemon will obey you, and because there's special moves that you'll be able to learn later that you'll be able to use with those badges. So you start out in Pallet Town, like I said. You go to the first town. Can't go to this gym. So you go on to Pewter City, but you have to go through the Viridian Forest, and this is where I learned stress as a child. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how I was talking about trying to catch Pokemon for hours? Because I bought a strategy guide when when I first got this game, right? Yeah. And, of course, you know, after playing it for a while, I found out that, you know, watching the anime later on, uh, Pikachu is the main character. Well, Viridian Forest is one of the first places you can catch a Pikachu in. 1% I spend hours. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Because each, there, each Pokemon has a certain uh, chance to, to pop up in that area which it's a very slim chance for Pikachu to pop up in this area. So you have to search for hours sometimes. And this is one of the spots where that motherfucker would run. And I wouldn't catch. Uh, I have the rates right here. Actually. So I, I have the, so I have the official Nintendo guide for red and blue, but then a year later when yellow came out, I got a guide from versus books. That is all. That is okay. all. It covers all three of them. And according to the, and they get percentages. And according to this, there's a 5% chance for Pikachu. In Viridian Forest. Holy crap. So you can oh my be there gosh. forever. Yep. Yeah. Or get really lucky. Yeah. Now, this playthrough, I swear to God, I swear to God, the very first encounter I had in Viridian City, uh, in the Viridian Forest, was a Pikachu, and I caught it, and I almost took a picture of it to send to Goobs to be like, holy shit, this is going to be a great playthrough. And then I, I wouldn't just have didn't believe you. like, I'll tell the story on the show and you know that way it's there forever but yeah it was uh 
I was very excited and then realized I'm 33 playing Pokemon and I shouldn't be this excited about it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Can always so, be excited. So you'll make it to, uh, like Berg was saying, though, there only certain Pokemon will be in the areas, but there's like percentages of like the chance to run into them. So in th- in this one, does it matter if it's daytime or nighttime? Because I know some of them later on. No, that matters. No, yeah, that's yeah, just in later games. This one doesn't have the the that day and night system yet. So the first uh, real city that you're gonna get to is Pewter City, and this has it's got a museum <laughs> in it, but you really can't do much there. So really, you can't continue until you beat the gym either. So you go to the gym leader, it's Brock, and his Pokemon he has are Rock-type Pokemon, and it is Geodude and Onyx that you have to defeat. Next, you'll go through Mount Moon, which is also where I learned stress as a kid, because, <laughs> yeah, these are just like big areas that, it's, again, it's an overhead view, you're walking through these areas, there's tunnels and and stairs in some of these areas that'll send you in different spots. And there's a shitload of trainers. We haven't talked about the trainers yet. Not only are you going to get random encounters with Pokemon, you will get random encounters with trainers. If they are looking in your direction... As soon as you lock eyes with them, they want to make love to you and fight Pokemon. <laughs> Were you guys the kind of people that would avoid them, or would you just go head on? Oh, head on. Get that sweet, sweet experience. Oh, yeah, me too. Right for them. That's what I later learned. I remember playing as a kid and, be, and trying to avoid them all and then having weak-ass Pokemon. So, yeah, you want to you wanna go ahead and take those encounters and get the experience points. And money. And money. Money is key. That's right. Got to get them Pokeballs somehow. <laughs> you can't do odd jobs behind the uh, Poke Center. <laughs> no backdoor Poke Center deals. Rated in for mature. <laughs> <laughs> Back alley trades. <laughs> Dressed as Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jinx. Yeah, there you go. So then you go to Cerulean City, and you've got a few things to do here. There's a cave that you'll be able to explore later on when you get some other abilities. You've got Bill's house that you need to go visit and save Bill. Uh, you've got your gym leader here, and there's also some Team Rocket stuff. That This is the first area that you'll really get into some well you get some team rocket stuff in, in mount moon but there's also some team rocket stuff in this town so the gym leader here is misty she has a star you and a star me which are water pokemon that you sweep side ponytail now do you get the bike in this area too or is that the next one? Oh no it is it is cerulean city there that is where the bicycle shop is Okay, that's I didn't write it down. I couldn't remember. Yeah, no, I just saw it because because they tell you it's a million poke dollars. That's so fucking good when you get that bike. Yeah, it is nice to get the bike because that's one of my biggest complaints is how slow this game is. It, it feels like you're crawling. The sp- speed is just miserable. Just like Snorlax, slow. <laughs> so next, you'll end up going to Vermilion City. Uh, this is where you'll get the SS Anne. You'll get on the ship, and you have to do this ship part because this is where you'll get the first HM, which is HM Cut. There are five different HMs. Does anyone have a list of the HMs that they want to? Let's cut, fly, strength, surf, oh, the and cut, fly, surf, surf strength, and fly. Fly. Yeah. Oh, I said fly. Yes. 
So HM1 is cut. That'll cut down trees. HM2 is fly, and that'll basically make you fast travel. HM3 is surf, which allows you to basically walk on water. <laughs> you're on a Pokemon, but you're on you can travel on water now. Uh, HM4 is strength, and that can push big rocks out of the way. And HM5 is flash, which oh, the flash, up. that's right. Yeah, it lightens up dark areas. Uh, we're not going to go over each area where you find them because, you know, play the fucking Yeah, game. we'd be here forever. <laughs> uh, now, there are also TM moves. The TM moves are just basic Pokemon moves. Not every Pokemon can be taught these or the HM moves. So the TM moves can only be taught once. And they're gone. Yeah, and then that's it. Were you guys like me and had HM slave Pokemon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where you just teach, you find one Pokemon that you can teach as many of the HMs to, and then they would be yep. just the guinea pig, not the guinea pig, they would be the one that you could cut, fly, and surf with right. or something. And it was harder to have it as many in this first game, but like, especially in like later ones, there'd be some Pokemon you could learn like you know, three or four of them, and you'd be like, uh, okay, yes, please. <laughs> so yes, you have to go through the the boat park because you have to massage the captain to get that first HM. He says he's quote unquote not feeling well, but I mean, you know, they gotta keep it. They gotta keep yeah. it kids through adults. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> keep it PG. He's a happy ending. <laughs> it says you rub his back or something. Quote unquote. Rubbing something. <laughs> you know what? This is also the game that ruined me on searching trash cans because on that ship there's a part where you can search mm-hmm. the trash cans and find items and stuff so like every game that has a searchable trash can I'm like oh well I guess I'm searching every fucking trash can especially now. Pokemon <laughs> games and honestly a lot of them since then I I feel like don't have any hidden items or it's like very rare and yeah. like that one time has ruined me and every Pokemon game I play until the day I die I will search every trash can I see and probably have very little success but this first game yeah, but like heaven forbid you don't. I know. I might. And it's like, going to be like a potion. It'd be or awful. Like 500 Poke dollars. It's like not going to be anything great, but still. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I want it. There's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be Me that too. one time where it's something worthwhile and you're like, yes, this is why I do mm-hmm. this. Like a super special TM. Yeah. I was a TM hoarder too because I didn't like to use them because they were one-time use. So yeah. I would hoard them and be like, "I'm just gonna wait until I found out the perfect Pokemon," and then I'd get to the end of the game and I'd have all these TMs. And I'd be like, like oh, "Oh yeah, I should." I, I was not a TM hoarder, but because at the time I I didn't know. I thought, "Oh, there's got to be a way to get like more of these later on." And then then when you get and we'll get to it in a bit, but when you get to the city with the the department store. There, there's that shop where you can buy some. And I was always like, oh, see, look, there's a shop where you can buy some. There's clearly going to be a shop somewhere else in the game where you can buy, like, more of these. And, of course, that didn't end up being the case. But I would definitely, like, use some on a Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, this would be great. This Ice Beam would be great on this, you know, this Goldeen. And then I would not use the Goldeen ever again. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so once you get done with the the boat portion uh once the boat leaves you can I never go hated to it that again. as a kid i i did not like the boat part the boat? at all yeah whenever i had to play it, i'm like fuck this part <laughs> i don't know why just wasn't a fan just a place to grind up i mean really just all you have to do is get that tm but are the hm but yeah it is just a bunch of rooms full of passengers you have to fight and your rival yeah 
your rival pops up at the at the most oddest times throughout the game. This is one of them. So uh, once you get off the boat, you will go to the Vermilion City's uh, gym leader, which is Lieutenant Surge, and he has a Voltorb, a Pikachu, and a Raichu. So he's all electric Pokemon. The electric American. Zappy zappy. <laughs> you can also go to the Diglett Cave here. Diglett dig, Diglett dig. <laughs> you do it trio, so trio, trio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the... The next city that you're gonna visit, then there are we're skipping a bunch of stuff. All the routes that you're going on, where you're finding Snorlaxes here and there. Oh yeah, we're skipping all that. We're just going to the the meat and potatoes of this. Next, you'll go to Celadon City. This is where that department store is that you were talking about, Berg. Yes. I I love that department store not because of the TMs, because I learned real quick you could buy all the status booster things. Yes. And you could start like. Each level, and now I don't remember if this is right, but this is how I remember it as a kid, and I didn't do it this playthrough. You could only do, like, if you if you wanted to increase your speed and stuff, you could only give the Pokemon ten things per level. So to increase their attack, their speed, or whatever, you could only do a total of ten. So that might not be the case, but that's what I always did. I'd always give each Pokemon, you know, four or five because they're expensive they're not Mm -hmm. cheap at all yeah exactly so i'd give them like four or five and then i would level them up and then give them as many so i would try to beef up as many pokemon as i could but uh there's just not as much money unless you use a game shark like i did when i was a kid oh i'm telling (laughs) i'm telling nintendo so not only do they have the department store here they also have the casino which leads to Team Rocket's hideout. Which leads to gambling addiction. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the Porygon. Sh- uh, yeah, I was about to say, did y'all spend a shitload of time trying to get that Porygon? Oh, hell yeah. Of yep. course. Play them slots. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, there's a Team Rocket hideout here. You have to go uh, explore that because... Uh, isn't this where you get the Sliff Scope? Yeah, was it, was it here or was it... I'm trying to remember if the department store and the Sylph Company were in because it wasn't it in the Sylph Company that you got the Sylph Scope. I can't remember because <laughs> I, I didn't play. Maybe it is. After. Yeah, maybe it is because you have to go to Lavender Town. Anyway, you're, I'll let you continue on. <laughs> we're gumming up the works. I am. <laughs> oh, also, also here in this town is uh, the Pokemon headquarters, where you can meet the game developers. And it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Hello, I programmed you. <laughs> Which is very odd to say in a real world. <laughs> Are you all collectively God? <laughs> uh, which I think it's a nice little Easter egg for them. You know, still very odd, like, to be able to find it that easy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the gym leader here is Erica, and her Pokemon are Victory Bell, Tangela, and Vileplume. Burn them all. Yep, just burn no, them all. No, they're cute. They're basically grass poison Pokemon. Yep. Uh, next, you'll go to Saffron City, and you can go to a fighting dojo. And if you beat all the Pokemon trainers in this little dojo, you can actually win a Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan, which I always thought that was kind of cool. And it made me start going into every fucking... T- like, any building you go into, because you're like, can I win a Pokemon here? Will yeah. I get a Pokemon here? <laughs> you gotta check everything now. Yeah. So, the, that ruined me on that. This is where uh, 
You'll go through the Sylph Company and fight Team Rocket. So maybe it is here. I, I thought you found the scope at the at the other hideout. But anyways, you'll fight Team Rocket and Giovanni. This is the first time you'll fight Giovanni. And he is Team Rocket's leader. He's a big meanie. So you'll defeat him and uh, make him run off for now. And then Saffron's gym leader is Sabrina. And she has... Kadabra, Mr. Mime, Venomoth, and Alakazam. Now, somewhere in between there, you can go to Lavender Town. Does someone want to tell us how sad Lavender Town is? It's where Pokemon go to die. Sadness. Creepy fucking music, too. So good. Yeah, I like the music. Uh, yeah, you have to have that self sylph scope to uh, see the Pokemon because if not they're just like a ghostly figure and then when you see them they're fucking ghosts they're ghastly he's like I don't understand like what was so hard about this and you never needed it in any other Pokemon game like any other generation there was no, no like, oh, just you this a special one. thing it was just like oh there's a ghost oh there's another ghost <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah you'll uh... it's a really sad story because there's a ghost of a uh, uh, Cubone's mother uh, yes. Morak and uh yeah, she's she's upset and she's causing a disturbance. So you have to go put her put her spirit to ease by killing her. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and you can't catch her, unfortunately. So next we'll go to Fuchsia City. This is this town has the Safari Zone, and you can actually get the HM Surf and Strength there. Uh, Safari Zone. Any comments on Safari Zone? This is where it gets super frustrating because this is where all the Pokemon like to run away. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Because you can't put you you don't battle them. Right. Yeah. You. What are the options? Because I didn't go to the Safari Zone. I didn't... It's it's like throw. It's throw a rock, throw food, throw a Pokeball, and run. I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. This this playthrough I didn't get all the way here because you know time restraints and stuff, and plus. I've played this game a dozen times. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't remember what the options are. But yes, more than likely, they will run away from you. When I was a kid, the the Pokemon I always came to the Safari Zone to catch was a Scyther. Mine was Pinsir. Pinsir? Yeah, I love Pinsir and Scyther. They're both good. I mean, I would spend hours looking for Scythers. But yeah, you'll get a lot of like Taurus and is there anything else interesting um, in there? Uh, that's where Dratini is. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that one was even he was even harder to or it was even harder to catch because you had to fish and the odds were so I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get to that. Because you could do some of those middle towns, like if you look at the map and there's like the the like the five cities that kind of form like a a, di- a plus or a diamond, whatever, you could do some of those out of order. So the book has it that I'm going through right now has it in like a slightly different order. So let me try and get back to that. But yeah, it was like it was like a really hard to get. And Tauros too. Tauros was another one I think that was exclusive and like it was one of those things where it would just get super angry. Like you would throw a rock and it'd be like, Tauros got angry. Tauros ran away. <laughs> Damn <Goodbye>. you <laughs> goodbye. There we go. Yeah it was. It was ball bait, throw rock and run. Ball bait. Let's see. Okay, so in, in red version, you could catch uh, Execute, Rhyhorn, Chansey, Scyther, Kangaskhan, Tauros, Dratini, Psyduck, and Slowpoke. Uh, 
Um, swap out Scyther for Pinsir in blue. And then uh, you could catch Tangela or Tangela in uh, in yellow version there. Because in, in red and blue, Tangela was only a trade. Like you could only get one of them and it was by trading with someone else. Now, we didn't touch on that yet. That yeah. That was one of the unique things about this game is the trading system. But it was unique because certain Pokemon could only be caught in certain games. Yeah. And then certain evolutions of Pokemon, which we didn't talk about leveling Pokemon up to make them evolve. Again, we know you've all played Pokemon and know how it works, but we're just trying to go over it all. Um, some of them you had to trade to make them evolve. I believe Kadabra to Alakazam had to be a, a trade, and so was uh, Haunter to Gengar and Machoke to uh, Machoke to Machamp. Those were three that I know you had to trade for evolutions. And Graveler to Golem. That's right. That's right. Were the uh, Nettle Queen and Nettle King trade ones? They they were stone evolutions. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and see, we didn't even touch on that. So there's certain Pokemon that need stone evolution, so you have to yeah, find a... Yeah, you get them stone and they change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they get real chill, guys. You either stone them or get them stoned. It depended on the, the grass types. You got stoned, totally. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's like a fire stone, a water stone, a grass stone, and a moonstone. And thunderstone. Yes. Thunderstone, that's right. That's right. It's really emotional in the Pokemon show when Pikachu's trying to decide if he wants to get stoned to evolve. Do you remember that episode? And he's like, no, I'm straight edge, bro. He doesn't crack under pure pressure. That's right. Straight edge. He knows it's cool to be adorable. It's like that. uh, It's like that. This is your brain on drugs. Like this is your this is your evolution on stones. Questions. (laughs) Uh, okay, so uh, like I said, we're talking about Fuchsia City and everything. Uh, the gym leader here is Koga, and they have coughing, muck, coughing, and wheezing. Wheezing! Oh, yay! Wheezing. <laughs> oh, I would love if the Pokemon sounded like that. Uh, Pikachu. You know, <laughs> speaking of their voices and stuff, we know how they sound in the anime. They have a little cry in this game, which is each one has like not I don't think they all have their own unique cry, but there there's quite a few different crying noises. I can't remember. Most I, most of them are unique. I think there is like one or two that either overlap or it's like it's slightly pitched up. But they yeah, are I, mostly like at least there's something I think in like almost all of them that are somewhat yeah. unique. Now, once you beat this area, uh, you'll have to use Surf to get to the next town and you'll have to go through a crappy cave. I fucking hated this cave as a kid. You have to get through it, though. And you have to use strength to push around some boulders and open up some holes <laughs> to, to make your way through it. But this leads you to Cinnabar Island. Cinnabar. <laughs> Cinnabon Island. Yeah, there's a Pokemon lab here. This lab, so early on in the game, uh, when you first face off against Team Rocket, you can get a fossil. And this is, you can drop the fossil off here with these bozos and they'll create a Pokemon for you. Then you've got the Pokemon Mansion. 
You have to go through here to find the key to unlock the gym for some reason. You only get one of the fossil Pokemon, right? You gotta make a choice? Yeah. Yeah, so there's two different fossils that you can get, and depending on which one you get, you get uh, Kabuto's, and then the other one's the... Uh, no, Aerodactyl. You always get Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl, everyone can get, but then you have the choice between the the Dome fossil, which gave you Kabuto, and the Helix fossil, which gave you Ammonite. Ammonite, that's right. Okay, there it is. So, yeah, those were your two different fossils that you could get. So, uh, yeah, once you get the key and you open up the the gym, you fight Blaine, and he has a Growlithe, a Ponyta, a Rapidash, and an Arcanine. So that's your seventh badge right there. You'll go back through Pallet Town, or you can just use Fly by this point and go back to Viridian City, and this will take you to the gym where you have to face off against Giovanni, and uh, you find out that he is the gym leader for this. He's the Team Rocket leader and the gym leader of this yeah, so he's got a ride on, a Doug Trio, a Nittle Queen, a Nittle King, and a ride on. And a hard on. From beating up little children with animals. Oh, no! Apparently, you can catch Tangela in the wild. Interesting. Very interesting. Apparently, I thought it was one of those trade only ones, but apparently, it's like a 5% chance. It's that little area that's technically part of Pallet Town, but it's just south. Like, you have to surf. When if you go in that little body of water, like right in the southern part, there's a little grassy part on the other side, and it's there. So, I'll be damned. Huh. Well, after that, you can uh, go take on the Elite Four by going down Victory Road, which is just right off of Viridian City. There's, there's a bunch of puzzles and mazes you have to do to get through all this, and there's yeah. so many trainers you have to fight. But then you can take on the Elite Four, and then when you beat the Elite Four, you face off against your rival. And this determines who is the very best. Ever. And no like one ever <laughs> Now, there's a couple of places we skipped over. Uh, there's some legendary Pokemon that you can catch. You can go to the power plant. There's the unknown cave. You can go back to that now that you know Surf that we were talking about earlier to get Mewtwo. Uh, there's a bike route that we didn't talk about. Once you have the bike and everything, you can travel down the bike route. You get the Poke Flute, and you can catch a Snorlax that's blocking the path. Uh, there, there's just a lot of extra stuff. What else is there? Is there anything that we've missed? I think we've overall? hit kind of the big... Yeah, the major got all the, the major things. What was uh, what was your guys' teams like? Did you ever like have like a specific team like when you'd replay it that you tried to go, or did you ever try to like? Were you the kind of people that like leveled up just one or two Pokemon, or did you try to even out your team and and make them all pretty strong? Um, for me, it would depend. Usually, though, I'm kind of a stickler for the same, so I go with the good few, the same, and then I level up those two or three quite a bit and then i don't know they're all cute you know team <laughs> cuteness it's kind of how it goes if you're not cute get off my team <laughs> <laughs> you evolve and then it's not cute anymore oh see you later you got too old for me ugly pokemon need not apply <laughs> i know the first time i played through this I was. I think it's. I fell into the whole thing that I think most people did, where it was like your starter was basically like way over leveled, um, and then I right. right well, it, I think I always kept mine at that good enough level where it would listen to me, but it was just a, it was like always like hitting that. I think I was always trying to like as soon as I would get to that level where it was about to hit the the disobeying, I was like, you know what? 
Maybe I'll start using some other guys. But once I – because I remember when I did the final battle against my rival, I was like it, – it was pure luck that I actually survived that. Um, and that's when I was like, all right, I need to start balancing out my party. So afterwards, like when I was going through like leveling them up and getting them better and everything like and trying to complete the Pokédex, like that's when I started like going like, okay, let's actually create a team of Pokémon. Like let's get a solid team down. I think when when I was playing – um, you know, all the time. Uh, I like to see the Pokemon evolve. So I would always try to get them to evolve. And then as soon as I got them to their final form, I'd mm-hmm. put them in the Pokebox and then be done with them. <laughs> I was really bad about doing that. But then I had a friend that was playing also. And then it started getting to really competitive of like, oh, I need to start figuring out teams to fuck him up. Because yeah. yeah. that was a little... Uh, well, I was a little dickhead. So, like, I would definitely try to get, like, Pokemon that had uh, status effects and that would put them to sleep or poison them or, you know, I'd actually come up with a strategy of sorts. And that's uh, that's kind of how I ended up playing after that. But, yeah, when I first started playing, I think, I think like you said, everyone kind of levels up their starter and then it's... Uh, you level it up so high that it won't listen to you. So you're like, all right, well, I guess it's going to use another Pokemon. And that's when I was like, oh, they all evolve. Or not all of them, but you know. Yeah, oh, a bunch of them kid. evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I, I like the, the music when they evolve and everything. And like the little seeing what it's going to change into. And so that was always exciting. Uh, but yeah, there was, there was definitely a time period where. I got to where I was really competitive and was like, and I, now that's kind of how I play. Like I definitely need a Pokemon that's got sleeps uh, I need at least two Pokemon that have like sleep statuses and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of affected how I play now, but I like to keep like a well-rounded team. I, I try to keep them mostly around the same level and then have like one strong fire, one strong water. Yeah. Like all the main different yeah, types. Yeah. Just so I don't put myself in a situation I can't get myself out of. Yeah, that's smart. At least you always have something to counter something else. Yeah, because if you've got a, a fire Pokemon, we talked, we touched on this earlier. If you got a fire Pokemon and you're fighting a water Pokemon, uh, not always, but majority of the time, the water Pokemon's gonna sweep the floor with you. Yeah, or it's like if you have a whole team of grass Pokemon, if you're going up against fire, you're kind of screwed. Like, <laughs> yeah, and pe- and people give themselves now. I mean, obviously, it wasn't as easy to do in the this first one but now that there's you know we're approaching a thousand pokemon if you count like regional variations and stuff there people will do like monotype runs where it's like i'm gonna do a whole grass type but now that that grass i think has a type you know it has a dual type with like every i think almost with the exception of like one or two types like it has like a dual type with everything so people will be like okay well i have a grass and water type a grass and poison type a grass and ghost type and and so you can do that kind of thing now and have a wider move now there's also like a trillion pokemon moves like you can do that too of like oh here's my grass and water pokemon that knows a fire type move and a ground type move as well so it's like you can do that easier, but it was a lot harder to do in this first game, and you really had to uh, balance it out well. Yeah, because there was no way you could really change it. It was like if it was grass, it was grass. That was it. Like, Well, and the hard thing with this first – so, okay, so in this first game, yeah, there was the 15 types. We didn't have steel type. We didn't have dark type. We didn't have fairy type. And the thing is, though, one thing that this game really kind of – 
set into my mind for the longest time is like you had I always thought because of this game you had to have a psychic type because psychic was so overpowered in this game because the only thing strong against it was ghost which there was only of the three ghost type moves the only one that actually did damage was lick and there was actually an error in the programming which allowed you to sorry if this is a fun fact but it, it ghost was supposed to be super effective against psychic and it ended up being like you couldn't do any damage to psychic type and then the other type was bug and there weren't any good bug type moves and the two best pokemon the two best bug pokemon Pinsir and and Scyther couldn't even learn bug type moves. So it was like, it was like psychic. And then psychic had like no weaknesses and could just plow through everything. Most of the bug types and all of the ghost types had poison typing as a secondary type. So it was just like psychic was just so overpowered that first one. So up until honestly the past couple of generations, I was always like, I gotta have a psychic type. But now they countered it, they redid everything. So I'm like, you don't have to, it's not as much in my mind that I have to, but like, that first generation, I mean, Psychic was king. It, it wasn't well-balanced like it is now. Like, it, it is, no. I mean, okay, look, a very ambitious game, 150 different characters you're fighting with. It, yeah. The balancing's never going to be perfect, you know? No. So over the years, they've gotten it straightened out, and, you know, it's gotten better, way better. Uh, but, yeah, you know, for the first one, it's, there's some cheap stuff, but it's not, terrible <laughs> it's not terrible for the first attempt at this uh and actually i th- well in fun facts we'll get to it but like the the version that we got is basically the updated version from japan mm-hmm. yeah so ours is even the second version of it it's not even the the f- first uh initial run of the game so <laughs> that that tells you that they fixed some mistakes but they didn't get to all of them right uh, guys, what do you think of the music in this game overall? I, I think it's great. I mean, these tunes have, they to me are as iconic as like the Mario Brothers theme. Like, da 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 da. I mean, like, I mean, the, the, the opening cutscene music with, with the Pokemon fighting, like we were talking about, to the evolution music, to the different route music, to the different cities. I think they are all in. I would put them among the most iconic video game themes. Yeah, yeah mostly everyone knows these songs. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Like, if you hear these, it just, like, sparks nostalgia. Or like you said, know, even so just good. the little things, like... Dan, 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 dan. Yeah, exactly, just like the little mm-hmm. noises, you know? Like, like, you know your friends are healed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which, which they still use. Yep. They still use that in games today. That's right. They should play so that at real hospitals. They should. Once you're fixed up. <laughs> as you're, as when you're, you're being discharged. Out. Yeah, as you sign your release papers. Except in, a, except in the U.S. With, <laughs> it's in a minor key. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the U.S. is about to hit you. <laughs> yeah, I like the music. Uh, now, do I like the music because I think it's great, or do I like the music because I've heard it for so many hours as a kid? <laughs> um, I, I think it's good music. I do. I think... I would like to think that it's as iconic as the Mario games, but that might just be because I... Honestly, I think I've put more hours into Pokemon than any of the Mario games, you know? Oh, for sure. Oh, well, sure. I definitely I mean, Mario games you can beat very quickly, whereas these these are RPGs. Yeah, exactly. They're meant to be. hundreds of hours into. And if you're a person, like, I don't know, I'm someone who likes to grind games, so that's why I love Pokemon games, because it was made for Mm -hmm. that. So... 
I don't know, but yeah, this music is amazing. It's just really well done. I like that everything is different, you know. It's not just the same thing over and over and over again. So. Yeah, and like Goop said, like, the sound effects and stuff are just, they're great. Like, there's... I feel like they really squeeze a lot of sound effects and music into the Game Boy. Yeah, you there's know, other games I, that fucking can't even get two songs in the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, this was for games. a Game Boy. Like, that's crazy to think of. Well, they fit a lot onto it. Mm -hmm. They basically, like, pushed the Game Boy to its limit with with these games. Just the amount that they crammed in with, I mean, Pokedex, and I mean, 150 Pokemon that had unique Pokedex entries and cries and front, you know, front images and back images and all that kind of stuff like that. I mean, they probably could not have gotten a single ounce more out of it. Yeah, it's like all the different areas, different music, like, it's crazy. On this little itty-bitty thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, now, what about the graphics and the sprites? What did you think of all those? Because now, we, we touch on it, like, you have the overhead view, but when you go into the battle mode, it's just a static image of a sprite. Like, it doesn't show any kind of, like, pain or it's not really moving but it is a picture of the Pokemon that you're fighting and it will show a little animation of like a fire or something like that but it's very basic what do, what do you guys think of all that oh I'm fine with it I mean again it's on a Game Boy right like I don't expect much I kind of like to me that's classic just like that classic image of the battle screen like I don't know I don't have a problem with it I don't need them to move again it's like it's Pokemon like I don't need them to be moving around and back and forth. I mean, it's cool that now in newer games they do, but whatever. I, I, I agree with that. I think it's just a very iconic look. Yeah, it just, and, I don't know, it and, makes me happy. And, and, and the sprites are big, so it's not like they're tiny little things. Yeah. Like, they're pretty big. For the most part, you can tell what they're supposed to be. And because these are all, you know, unique characters, it's not like they're all humanoid. Exactly, like, yeah. Here's a bird, here's a bug, here's a monster thing, you know, here's this thing here's that thing and they, they, they do a good job of like making everything distinct and there's not a ton on the screen I mean they only had a limited palette to work with anyway so here's the screen here's simplified it's easy to tell what's going yeah, on yeah and it gives you like you they've got their health bar and stuff up there so it gives you everything that you need yeah. to see you know so for me it's fine you know, okay, here's my uh, argument, because I, I, I really dig all the pictures. I feel like there's a lot of different unique uh, characters. Yeah, you'll run into some of them over and over and over again, but I think if you compare this to Earthbound, which Earthbound is a much larger game, but it's the exact same thing. Now, again, this is not in color, but Earthbound just has pictures that are static. Nothing's moving. In fact, it, I don't even remember if it shows, like, animations of, like, fire or anything like that. I, it's been so long since I played Earthbound. But, you know, it's just a static image, but it's got color. So, I mean, if, we, if we're going to praise Earthbound for that kind of stuff, I don't see why this would be any different, you know? That's, mm -hmm. that's my argument for it in support of it. But, yeah, I like all the sprites. All the sprites are great looking. Uh, even even the town's cute. Like, when you're walking around, all the towns are cute. Everything's... You can tell what everything is. Yeah, everything. exactly. Like, it, it all makes it, sense. Yeah. Uh, the water looks like water, you know. Yeah, the people you, you know look what different from each other. They're not... They don't all look the same. Like, you know. Yes. 
Oh, unless you're, you're bug catcher. Never... Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. I will say that's one of the weak parts is all the, the people look slightly similar. But, uh... Like how the towns all have like their own unique personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can tell which town you're in by just the surroundings for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like laid out exactly the same. Like there's something unique. Like they may have water going through them, or you know, uh, there is something unique about each one. And the Game Boy version, or the game, if you play it on Super Game Boy, um, they all have their own unique color palette too. I mean, the the names are all based on colors anyway but they they try to stick to it like lavender town has a kind of purple look uh cerulean city has a blue like look bluish, and Viridian yeah. city's a green look etc etc so they do a good job further when you have that little bit of extra oomph from the super game boy of making them distinct as well see and i that's the music i played on the the super game boy for the super nintendo like i said and i that's right. I, I remember seeing colors like for each each uh town so i forget that it is you know, black and white, because that's how I used to play it the majority of the time until I got my Game Boys and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about the buttons, guys? You got any beefs with the the two button? Nope. Except in, in cancel. <laughs> nope. It's nice and easy. It's simple. They really make it like as least complicated as possible. I love it. To this day, I still think you have to hold down a button when you're catching a Pokemon. Oh my gosh, every time. Or tap it. <laughs> yep. Oh, let's, yeah, real quick, let's touch on that. What was each person's, like, so my thing when I caught a Pokemon, because you know how it shakes back and forth, like, three times before it's caught? Yeah. When it would wiggle left and right, because the Pokemon ball moves a little bit when mm-hmm. it's when you're catching one, I would push left and right on the D-pad with it. Like, I would left yeah. and right, left and right, left huh. and right catch that was my this is what helps catch it what was your guys help to catch Pokemon? i would as soon as the ball hits and closes i would hold down uh, a or whatever and just i thought that helped me i would tap it like <laughs> tap a I would, I would i would hit I would hit A when it hit, and then I did this thing that I saw on the early days of the internet where you would like you had to quickly rotate the d pad like in, until the ball clicked, so yeah, I would hold down as soon as it hit, and then I would rotate on the D-pad real quick. That is so funny. That's four. four yeah, I was about to say, four, we all have different <laughs> ways. <laughs> four superstition ways of catching Pokemon. That's My way's incredible. the best way, though. Did it help any of us? We don't know. <laughs> it did. Nope, not I don't the least. <laughs> yes, you okay, we'll go with yes. <laughs> you can't tell me that, w- that's that right. it did not help you when you when you played, because you thought that that's what worked. Yep, and it darn worked. right. That's so funny. I love that. Hey, bird guy. Hey, what's up? Did you get that uh, mail me and Jen sent you? I did. It just made it through customs and everything. And uh, I, I was like, what is this going to be? I was ex- I was expecting another awesome uh, secret level sticker. And it was a coupon for a free motherfucking bicycle. I was what? like, generous. Thank you guys so much. Wait, why did you send him a bike coupon we all got new bikes yeah didn't you get coupons. yours no no i didn't what oh it must have got lost yeah, in the we mail. Sent it. maybe it got lost in the mail Ooh, this this oh, is, no. it expires like really soon it's like today we i should probably go redeem this like right now sorry we're in the middle of the record but i need to go redeem this i need my free bike i need my hobby yeah, that's right we didn't get ours either we need to go bye toby we'll be back right. see you in a bit 
they're gonna go get new bikes and you know what i'm gonna let me thumb through my mail and make sure i didn't i didn't uh didn't have something here oh oh here we go here we go all right i'm just gonna says well you know what it doesn't say from goobs and bean it's kind of smudge i'm just gonna slowly rip it open and see Ooh. huh i just ripped it open a little bit i don't know what the Maybe my air conditioner is going out. I'm going to rip it open just a little bit more. Build the suspense of opening this, hopefully, bike coupon. Here we go. Rip. Ooh. Huh. That was very, very weird. All right. Well, I'm just going to rip this bad boy all the way open. Uh, and I don't know why I'm commentating that I'm <laughs> ripping open a package. How weird. All right. Rip. Ouch. Ooh. Ouch. What? What was that? Ooh, that was my pubes you just ripped off, you dickhead. Ooh. Uh, oh, the goobs genie. Why are you in this envelope? Ooh, I'm everywhere. I thought you were going to be a, a bike ticket. Ooh, no, but you can ride on me. Ooh. Okay, you know what? Uh, hey, I've got you here. Um, me and some friends were talking about the Pokemon Red and Blue uh, for Game Boy. Uh, did you ever play those games? Ooh, I don't see any friends around. You hallucinating again? Ooh. They went to go get their bike. That's a long story. Ooh, why don't you have a bike? Ooh. Did you ever play those games? Ooh, I definitely did. My cousin's in there. Your cousin's in it? Who's your cousin? Ooh, missing no. Ooh. Oh. Well, uh, so I guess you might know some cheats, you know, since you got some insider info, don't you? Ooh, I definitely do. Involving my cousin. Ooh, this is a oh. lengthy one. Yeah, can you tell me about it? Ooh, this is the duplicate cheat. Ooh. Place an item that you want to duplicate in the sixth slot of your inventory. Ooh, very important. Talk to the old man again in Viridian City and witness how he catches Pokemon. Ooh, watch him play with his balls in front of you. Fly to Seafoam Islands and surf in the water once again. Ooh. Encounter a missing no, but don't catch it and just run away or you can defeat it. Ooh. After the battle, the item in the sixth slot will be multiplied. If done right, you just you just need to do it once, or you can just do it multiple times and get tons of them. Ooh. Interesting. That'll help a lot, you know, because those uh, XP like uh, status boosters are very very expensive. Ooh, so rare candies. Ooh. Ooh, rare candies. I forgot about the rare candies. Oh, yeah. my master balls. They're blue. Ooh. No, the master balls are pink. I'm pretty sure pink and purple. Ooh, no, my master balls are blue, and I'm your master, Toby. Ooh. No, no, you know what? Uh, I've got this Pokeball right here, so uh, I'm going to get rid of you by catching you and then making you go into my PC. So here, take this Pokeball! Wow, that actually worked. I caught him, and then it just disappeared like magic. I don't even know where the stupid Pokeball went. That's the easiest I've gotten rid of that idiot. I, I got him to shut up real quick. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. I said I sent you the bike coupon. Jeez. Yeah, it's not oh. our fault. It got lost in the mail, man. Oh, I didn't know y'all y'all were back. Uh, y'all get y'all's bikes? Oh my gosh, this is sweet. I I I launched over on the way back, and I was like riding up the street, and I was like, pew pew, I'm so cool. I don't know why I was making shooting noises on my bike, but I was, and it was awesome. <laughs> I wrecked my. I love mine. It's amazing. <laughs> Do you want to hear some fun facts? Sorry, fun facts with Toby. Pring.
right, lady and gentlemen, it is time to play. How much is that game? Jen had her headphones away, and I knew we had guests, and you weren't going to scream. I so. figured you wouldn't, but better safe than sorry. I was bracing for it. I know it, it's a flip of the coin if I'm going to scream it or not. Now that nowadays, all right, this is the game show where Goobs—that's me. Bean, that's me. And Berg, that's me. Are gonna try to guess the price of these games. They get the five dollar window. Shows it all hands. That means if they're within five dollars of the price that they guess, they get the sound effect. I'm gonna get it. Woohoo! Are you? Are you? People. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you guys? But are you people ready? <laughs> Heck yeah! Oh yeah! Now, how do we want to do this? Because there are two different versions. Three if we go ahead and include yellow. I want to do red first. How much do you think a loose copy of Pokemon Red on Game Boy is? Uh, Bean, ladies first. Oh, I don't want to go first. Someone else go first. (laughs) Berg, guest first. (laughs) (laughs) I will go with... Loose copy? Yeah, loose. I can't remember. Uh... Forty-five dollars. Forty-five. All right, uh, goobs. Uh, I know how much I paid for one <laughs> before COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole after COVID thing that's scary. <laughs> Let's go for fifty bucks, right above Berg. I would have said 40, so let's stick with that. Well, a loose copy of Pokemon Red is going for $53. Goobs gets the sound effect. Yay! Oh, good job! Yay, me. All right, closed in box. Oh, my gosh. How much do you think closed in box goes for? Goobs, since you won, you get to go first. Not sealed, right? Not sealed. We're just saying complete and Hold on, let me pull this up on my Game Eye app. <laughs> He's kidding. <laughs> He's not looking. Show us the Game Eye. Yeah, if but you yes. Need, if you need a good uh, app to let you know how much video games are and to keep uh, track of your collection, download the Game Eye app. Here on the Secret Levels podcast, there's only one app we need in our gaming collection, <laughs> and that's the Game Eye app. We <laughs> use that to sort our games and price games. <laughs> Aww. All right, Goops, what do you think closing boxes? Oh, sorry, I'm still searching my app. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 225. 225. All right. Um, Bird. I'm going to I'm I'm going to out Goops. I'm going to say 230. Ooh. Bean, what do you think? Well, damn you both. I was going to say 225, then I was like, oh, "I'll say 230." Now I'm like, "Fine. 227." <laughs> <laughs> We're all very narrow. <laughs> Yeah. We're well, all in the same thought. Like Hank Hill's urethra. <laughs> you guys were all so close. Toby is fucking with us. Yep. $280 closing box. Honestly, we were we we're pretty close. And you know what? I have a complete box Pokemon Red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking well, at it right now. Awesome. I'm looking at $285. Hell yeah. Okay. So this is what we're gonna do. This this is we're gonna do this different. So now we know where red is. Do we think we're not gonna we're not gonna play the game again? We're gonna change the rules a little bit. Blue we'll play like higher loose. or lower. Do we think a loose copy of blue is more or less than red? Less. Less. Yeah, I'll agree now, with that. Can I can I give you this 
thought. All four of us had the red version. So Ooh. does that mean the blue version? Yeah. So maybe is, it was like more. Is because maybe it's less. What's that? I think they're trying to trick us. I'm still going with less. I think I'll still. Okay. Just, I think I'll still go with I'll stick with you, Goobs. I, Whatever you. You know what? No. You know what? No. I'm gonna do it just to switch things up, just to play devil's advocate. I still think it is less, but I'm just gonna say more, just because there is that chance. Because you do bring up a really good point, Toby. So I'm gonna go with more, just to say that. Okay. So the red version went for fifty-three dollars. The blue version goes for forty-one dollars loose. So yeah. less. Us, yeah. So Goobs and Bean get the, the sound effect. <laughs> closed in box. Does do you think this applies to closed in box? Because uh, we said two hundred eighty-two dollars, two hundred eighty dollars for closed in box on red. What do you think? Is it more or less on blue? I'm gonna go with less again. Yeah, yeah I'll stick with less. less. Okay. You're right. It's going for $260 clothes in box. So, a little cheaper. Uh, yellow, real quick. Loose. Do you think it's more or less than the red? More. Yeah, I would agree with that. More. Goobs? Oh, I'm going to stay less. Goobs is the only one that gets the sound effect. Oh, wow. should have stuck with you, Goobs. $43 less. All right. Clothes in box. Do you think it's more or less than... Pokemon Red. I'm doubling down on more. I was just saying, I'm gonna stick with my more. Screw oh, it. Oh, less. Goobs is right again. <laughs> he gets the sound Good effect. It's going for 250 uh, closed in box. I told you I'm gonna get this. Wow. Heck yeah. Well deserved. I'd buy that for a dollar. So worldwide, uh, and I believe this is just the statistics for Pokemon Red and Blue. Maybe even red, blue, and green because Japan had green version. Uh, worldwide, the sales reached over 31 million copies sold. That's crazy. That's that is insane. Pokey fever was real, guys. Yeah, it sure was. Because again, like, even look at us. Like, we had a five year age difference between us. Some of us were teenagers and, like, Toby, you were younger than us. You were still like a kid. I was a baby. And it appealed to both of age groups, right? Yeah. So it appealed to a lot of different people. So good on them for having that. And fuck, we're in our 30s. Yeah, we're still playing us. Pokemon games. Like. <laughs> I still yeah. buy Pokemon yeah. games and still play them. But I'm just saying at that time, like it really, a lot of games were either like for kids or for adults, you know? So it was kind of. Sure, some of them could be very kid based, but like it is what you yeah. make of it. Mm. Exactly. So the initial concept for Pokemon was created by, and I'm gonna butcher his name, Satoshi Tajiri. You you and, said it right. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I said it right. You should get the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, give yourself a sound effect. <laughs> so apparently, uh, it the the concept was a childhood hobby of his. He would collect insects, and he basically pitched the idea to Nintendo. About like you know capturing different bugs and stuff is kind of the the concept, uh, but they believe that this idea was too ambitious and didn't see the appeal. While Miyamoto loved the concept and convinced Nintendo to go with it. So is he the original bug catcher? Yes, yes, he is the <laughs> bug catcher that you probably have to well they fight. Uh, beetle battles is a big thing over in Japan. Yes. 
Yeah, that's true. Like of them collecting beetles and very rare beetles. There's different kinds, and they would get them. Businessmen would battle them for yeah. a lot of money huh. and pay a lot of money for these beetles. So, so it wasn't too very much too out of the realm. No, not at all. I'd like to do that though. Have a beetle battle. Well, <laughs> I'll get more into it in just a second. But uh, so. It was Miyamoto's idea to have multiple cartridges with different Pokemon on them. Uh, Tajiri was also influenced by Square's Game Boy game, uh, Final Fantasy Legend, noting in an interview that the game gave him the idea that more than just action games could be developed for the handheld uh, consoles. Apparently, there was only less than 10 people who came up with all of the original 151 Pokemon designs. That's mm. awesome. That, that, how how proud would you be to ha- be one of those ten people that like have these very recognizable characters? You know, like, like still all these years later. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably want to be the one that came up with like Pikachu or something. Yeah, <laughs> but still, I think that's really cool. Oh, but, yeah. Well, you're not getting all that fucking money. No, 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 <laughs> no, no not, no. not at all. You can be the person. You can hang that on your flagpole. Yeah. You're the one that made Pikachu, but you're not making Pika money, man. No. <laughs> Pika money. Those Pika points ain't, go- ain't going to you. <laughs> so the original name uh, that they were considering was Capsule Monsters, but due to trademarks and whatnot, they also had to pitch for Capumon, and then Capumon with a K, uh, then they settled on pocket monsters. I never really found out why they changed it to Pokemon in North America. Because I, I actually know this. It's a twofold thing. So there was um there was the monster in my pocket, which didn't you guys cover this that game on the show yes. one time? It was because yes. of that there was like a trademark and it was considered too close to that. And then there is that whole sort of, you know, the whole slang innuendo of monster in my pocket is slang for penis. Yeah. So they, so then they came up with the term Pokemon to kind of combine it. Oh, well, you know, we were, y'all were talking about the, uh, the beetle thing, the fighting. I found out something really interesting and I didn't know this at all, but Jerry said that the Pokeball was inspired by ultra sevens capsule monsters. So it's a Japanese show that had like big giant monster battles it's part of the uh, Ultra series. I guess it's like there's several different incarnations of it. I don't know. I don't know the, the show that all. I don't know the oh, show. Like Ultraman? All. Yeah, it's part of like that universe, I think. So I, I looked up to watch some of the Ultra 7 because I didn't know. I didn't realize that it was part of that universe. But I watched a little bit of one of the episodes because I wanted to see these capsule monsters. And the episode I watched, one of the monsters, he throws like, it looks like a pill and a monster comes out of it and it turns giant and then they start fighting. And then when he's, he, the monster's getting beat up, he gets it back and puts it back into the pill capsule thing, which was like, what? (laughs) Pokemon is just a ripoff of this as well. Capsule monsters. (laughs) So, uh, I thought that was very interesting. Um, in Japan, they sold Pocket Monsters Red and Green first. Then several months later, Pocket Monsters Blue was released in Japan as a mail-order-only special edition to subscribers of 
Koro Koro comic on October 15th, 1996. It later got a general retail release in 1999 and featured updated game artwork and new dialogue. And like I said earlier, from what it sounds like, this is where we got our Pokemon Red and Blue versions. It it got the updates from their blue version. But for whatever reason, we never got green. Uh, Now, they did have some difficulties and setbacks because they had to rewrite all the dialogue for the game. And there was something about the coding that made it more difficult. So they basically had to recode the game for North America as well. And that could be one of the main reasons that it took so long for us to get it across seas, you know. You can there com- was like you can convey a lot more information with Japanese characters. So like a word that might be like eight letters long in English can only could be done with like two or three characters in Yeah, in, exactly. In the Japanese alphabet. So like Pokedex entries could be would be I think in red and blue and green and all that stuff I read were like just one page, but you couldn't convey that much information in one page. So that's why they had to like get that extra space for all of the Pokemon. So Western localization team said that the cute monsters might not be appreciated by American audience. And they basically wanted to redesign them with like a quote beefed up design. (laughs) I want the cute version. (laughs) Fuck them. Yeah. that, That was the quote that I said that I found was beefed up. So, uh, should have kept it cute. Uh, the president of Nintendo at the time said no and just kind of stuck to his guns on the original designs. Yeah. So, Good. we got the original designs. We got the cute ones. Yeah, we've seen how, um, how terrible sometimes it is when they try to Americanize or, uh, get away from the original, uh, art style. Like, look at, uh, what's the, the totally rad. Yeah, they did that in Totally Rad where they changed the animation and it just looked awkward, you know. So I'm glad they didn't do it with this because it could have caused a lot of problems, especially for 150 Pokemon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were remakes of Red and Blue, which ended up becoming Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. These were released on the Game Boy Advance in 2004. Red, Blue, and Yellow... And green in Japan were re-released on the Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console service in 2016 to celebrate the 20-year anniversary, which I bought. I think I bought red and yellow. Did you guys buy those by any chance? I bought. No, I don't. Think I bought so. red. I didn't buy yellow. But with the 3DS shop going offline in the next year, so I might pick that up too. Yeah, I would suggest that. Pokemon Yellow also got an update at a later game, and it was remade into Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee for the Nintendo Switch in 2018 to celebrate that 20-year anniversary. So that's kind of cool. I didn't realize that it was the 20-year anniversary when that came out. On April 11th, 2020, references to an unknown pink build for Pokemon Yellow were discovered in its source code after the source code leaked leading many fans to believe that a companion version was meant to be released alongside Yellow. <laughs> and, you know, obviously people think it was like Jigglypuff or Clefairy right. or something. Yeah, probably. So, Which that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been awesome. 
To promote the release of Pokemon Yellow, Volkswagen and Nintendo collaborated to create a yellow Volkswagen uh, Beetle. I've seen with one. With some of its features being inspired by Pikachu. Now, I remember this thing in magazines yep. because it was so cool. And I think we even, I even tried, I don't remember what the contest was, but I may have written in or tried to. Uh, it had a Pikachu tail and it had the ears on the top of it. And it was... Yeah, and like, and the oh, front was the face. It, it was so cute. I want to say like the headlights or something, but at the front it had the two red cheeks on it. I've seen one at like one of the big local fairs we have. They had it there, so you can look at it. That's awesome. Now the yellow version wasn't a slouch at all. Uh, in Japan, it sold 1.5 million units in 1998, making it the third best-selling video game of 1998 in Japan. In North America, the yellow version sold over 1 million copies in the first 10 days, becoming the fastest-selling handheld game of all time when it was released. There was also a bundle with a special Pikachu Game Boy, and the Pokemon first movie was coming out around the same time. So basically, the game hyped the movie, and the movie hyped the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was mixed marketing. Yeah, everything. <laughs> and then I kept... you also got the special card Yep. Yeah. in the movie, too. Everything that I was reading was like, yeah, the movie hyped the game. No, I think they hyped each other. I think that was just... Yeah. So the demand for the yellow version resulted in Target to issue an apology for not being able to meet the unprecedented demand. (laughs) Like, they had so many people buying it that they just were like, ah, we don't got it. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have any more. Sorry, man. And Rhydon was the first designed Pokemon for the game. Oh, crazy. Yep. Uh, that's all the fun facts I got. I figured this episode was going to run long, and we've got plenty of other stuff, games to talk more Pokemon stuff on in the future, so I just figured I'd save it for that, unless you got something, Berg, because you got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you hit all the, the big points. Um, the only other thing I would I would say that's a cool thing is look up, if you, whenever you, if any of you have a chance, I highly recommend looking up the Pokemon beta, because... It was some of the monsters look completely different. Um, there were hints that like like Blastoise wasn't even related to Squirtle and Wartortle at first. And there's like some Pokemon that have like never been in any. Some were saved for future games. Some have never been released. Like there's like a weird spiky deer and there's like a shark that's like a has like an anchor for a tail. Like there is a bunch of crazy designs for Pokemon. Uh, there was, I think, a Raichu evolution called Gorochu, which was like an evil looking Pikachu. Um, I highly recommend looking that up because because it was like there were little bits and pieces that kind of came out over the years. And then there was this big giga leak from I think two years ago where like all these Nintendo files got dumped. And I think I don't know if it was part of that, but like all the source code for that original game got leaked online. You can find artwork and stuff like that. Highly, very interesting. Just look up Pokemon Red and Green Beta and you will find um, you're going to find like a lot of information about. And the the coolest part of all that is all the unused Pokemon um, uh, designs that that are in there. And I it's a it's a really fun, fun read. So highly recommended. Very cool. Well, I think that's it for the fun facts segment, Goobs. Is there something we do after that? I forget. We go to sleep. No, we motherfucking rage. Oh, come on! Ah! Rage. 
This is the Rage Meter. We're going to take a 1 to 10 of how pissed off this game has made us. Goobs, how pissed off? So pissed off that you're not going to play the poker, poker flute to wake Starlight up. You're going to play his flute to wake him up. Oh, Jesus. That's very sick. <laughs> He's not going to like that. I don't know if I've ever been so mad that I get sexual with a... <laughs> yeah, that's taking it to a whole new level. Yeah, no, you're going to blow him and he's going to rage on you because he doesn't like being woken up that way. Well, uh, yeah, so we're going to give him 1 to 10 real quick. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> or make you so pissed off that you kill Cubone's mother. Oh, Jesus, oh. go back to blowing Snorlax. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, anyone want to volunteer to go first? I'll start off this rage fest here, and it's probably going to be not too rageful. There are some things that are really annoying in this game, like the amount of random battles, but I understand that has to happen in an RPG, especially one like this, but if when you're trying to get somewhere and you don't have no repel left, it's a little bit frustrating when you're fighting 1,500 Odishes when you're trying to get somewhere or you're about to die, and you get that beeping in the background. That's annoying. Yeah, well, that's that can make you rage. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's like the sonic music. Ugh. So terrible. Uh, the speed of the game. Super slow in the beginning until you get the bicycle and you get that crazy music and then you start moving a lot faster. But the game is super s- slow and very tedious in the beginning. Then that picks up later on. And I guess this game is all about leveling up and I'm not one to stop and smell the roses in an RPG. I like to get through it, especially with Pokemon, even though it will hinder me and I'll be a lower level, but I will get through because I am the best that ever was. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. So that's pretty much it for me. What are you uh, giving it? Uh, a four. It's not, not too ragey at all. Just the speed, and the the battles don't really get too difficult. The, the final, or the Elite Four, get pretty pretty intense, but if you're leveled up enough, it's not too bad. Oh, and if someone fucking unplugs your game link while you're trading. Oh, oh and also hitting another thing, too. I might raise it up to a five. Uh, when you're an idiot, and then you hit uh, new game <laughs> instead oh, of continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't realize what you're doing. I know you have to save it, but it has happened. I have done that. Or a little brother has done that, or sister, or someone in your life has probably done this to you as well. Because they wanted to play, and they didn't realize that, nope, you have to have your own (laughs) game, you cheap fuck. Agreed. Very frustrating. Or when your friend keeps putting you to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a whole bunch of little things that you can get pissed off at, I guess, in this game. Yeah. But overall, a yeah, nice, even, lean five. Okay. Uh, Berg, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think Goob said a lot of the big big things, and I really agree with him. I think at the time playing it, we didn't have any other Pokemon games to really compare it to, so it didn't bother me as much. But yeah, I mean, playing it, I played through it when it came out on, on the 3DS, and that was the first time I played it in years, and it really did hit me how slow it was when modern Pokemon games, like right from the get-go, let you run before you, you can, you know, which the run speed in those games is faster than when you're on a bike in these games. Um, and th- there are ways you can kind of mitigate that. Like you can change the tech speed to fast. You can get rid of battle animations and that'll kind of help the flow a little bit. So 
that does help some. And then, yeah, you do have the the random battles, and uh, but that's kind of any RPG stuff. And kind of like Jenny said earlier, I, I don't mind a good, I don't mind a grind in a video game. So especially when if I'm if I'm trying to like evolve and level up Pokemon, I kind of welcome those those distractions. So they can be a little annoying, but not anything terrible. And and like Goob said too. Once you get to the Elite Four, um, as long as you're well-leveled, you're not going to have a problem with them. Make sure you have, have a good variety of types, like we said earlier in the episode, and uh, you'll you'll have something to counter everyone. So I, I guess I would probably give it like a, a three. Okay. Bane, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, I think you both hit mostly everything except like... There's things I disagree with, but we'll save that for a later point. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, honestly, my biggest piss off is when they fucking run away. Oh, yes. Like, that makes me <laughs> so goddamn mad. When you spend so much time trying to get a certain... I mean, we, it's happened to all of us, so we know. You know, it's just like, it's really annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than <laughs> or that... Or you hit them too hard. Yep. Or you're trying... Yeah, you, ki- you end Kill up, like, them. knocking them out instead of, like, lowering their health enough to catch them. That stuff's annoying, and like the elite four aren't difficult, but when you try to go with team cuteness, sometimes you don't cover all your bases. <laughs> sometimes it's not as easy, but it is doable. But I struggle a little more than some other people do with that because I refuse to. You know, I'm like you're ugly. Get off my team. So <laughs> uh, for me, yeah, I agree with Berg. Like a three, it really doesn't piss me off. I love. I mean, that's for my review. But anyways, we'll go there later. <laughs> so three. Toby yourself, sir. Well, okay. You know, we're, we're trying to rate this game on now. Is it still good? Um, so my review now is this game. Well, my rage for now uh, is that it's it's too slow. Like, it's too slow until you get the bike. And then even getting the bike out is a pain in the ass because you have to go to the menu. Then you got to go to your items and you got to ch- get the bike. And then it has to go through the text of you got on the bike. And then anytime you go in anywhere, you can't ride your bike in here. Like, so that's a little rageful of how slow the game is. It's very, very grindy, but it's an RPG, and I expect that. But, God, I just don't have time for RPGs and grinding like that anymore. Because when I'm when I'm grinding away trying to level up Pokemon or whatever, I, all I can do is think, like, oh, I have laundry to do. I have dishes to do, and I'm sitting here fucking walking around real slow and grinding these Pokemon so they get leveled up. I just I feel like there's a a lot of slow uh, slowness to this these older games. Like you said, the running away of the Pokemon. I didn't think about that before, um, but really, there's not a lot to rage about. If I had the time and I I could just genuinely sit there and play it, I don't think it's a ragey game at all. Uh, maybe getting lost and not knowing exactly what to do in each town because they are this. I mean, this is a huge open world for you know. Uh, for a kid game. So that's a little rageful, but that's any large RPG kind of game. Um, I think a three is about three or four is where I'd settle. I'll say a 3.5 just to cut it. 3.5. So, yeah. And we didn't give it very high in rage, so I think I think overall that's, that's okay. Uh, but how about we move on to the rating overall? What do we think of this game? Does it hold up? Is it still worth playing? Oh, should I go first since I went last? Yeah, we'll just do reverse order. Okay. All right, well, here I go. I'm going to go first. Guys, I've already said this game is a lot slower than 
typical games now where you have a run button. I think this game still has a lot of cute charm to it. Uh, even with some of the sketchy things with the programming for uh, certain Pokemon can't learn the right moves or whatever, like we were talking about earlier. I think this game is pretty well balanced, especially with 150 characters. I think this is a great starting RPG for any kid. This was like really the first RPG that I played when I was a kid. And it's simple enough that anyone can pick it up, learn it. There's not too many complex items. You're not trying to make this Pokemon hold this and like you are in, in newer games. Like the newer games are a lot more complex. I think this is just a nice, simplified version. If you were wanting to get your kid into any RPG, and I think that's why this game has such a, a hardcore following, is because kids can just pick this up and learn how to play it, and it's not too difficult because you're not trying to equip armor that makes their stats do this. It's not all that crazy stuff like another RPG. That stuff is all there if you want it to be. It kind of is. Like, but you you but, don't have to. You can beat this game without fucking... Yeah, yeah without mm, messing with their crap. stats at all. You can... But, like, in other games, you have to, like, equip this to actually make your character better and stuff. This one, I feel like, is just nice and easy. They evolve and they get stronger on their own. There's not a lot to it. Um, there's so many cool characters. I think it's still worth playing. I think it's still a great game. I, again, I think this is the game that you hand, uh, you know, any nine or 10 year old that wants to get into RPGs of some sort. And this is where you let them learn. Uh, man, I, I, I would say this is a damn near perfect game. Uh, especially still to this day, I'm, but I'm going to go ahead and just give it a nine. Nine is where I'm going to stand on it. I love it. I'll, I still, I think about playing it a lot, but I don't get around to playing it just because it is such a long grind. And usually when I do, I only play like the first three or four gyms and then I'm like, okay, I got my, my fill of it. So I've, in the recent years, I've only played up to the first three or four gyms. So yeah, nine, I'm going to still say that it's a pretty damn good game to play. Okay, my turn, right? Yep. Yep. So I think you really hit the nail on the head there, Toby, with it being like a really good introduction to RPGs because it is, in comparison to other RPGs of that time, it's very simple. For me, I love the simplicity of it. And I know everybody complains it's slow. I'm sorry. I love that it's slow. I like the walking pace. The bike, I don't even really use it. I don't care. I like to grind games. This, for me, is perfect. You give me half-hour tutorial with Daddy Oak, I'm a happy Jenny. No problem. Uh, sprites, adorable. Music, phenomenal. Like, it's a game, again, I love games where I don't have to put background music on. And this is one of those games that I can just listen to the game music. I can enjoy it. Um, it's, you know... So much variety of Pokemon. I mean, you have pretty much the entire roster, except for the ones that are only in certain games, you know? So it's not like five Pokemon, that's it. Um, yeah, I love this game. I love the pace, the simplicity, like I said, music, everything. So I'm going to go with you with a nine. Like, I mean, there are some obviously little glitches here and there. But other than that, it's darn near perfect. Um, the Pokemon series is easily one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite 
game series. Like I each each generation that comes out, it's just I look forward to it. I know millions of people across the world also look forward to it. And it all started with with this game, and it it, it really it wasn't my first RPG, but it was it was one of those things that like I knew people who it was their first RPG and they were like, and that helped, that was like a gateway for a lot of people to get into RPGs um, because it was so much fun. And it, that it wasn't like other ones I had played. And I think there are probably some other ones that were similar, but not quite as, as deep and, and involved uh, with that whole collection aspect. And that's what makes it so addicting. I've always kind of thought of like when you catch Pokemon, it's sort of like when you collect baseball cards. It's sort of like you have the ones that are super common. You got the ones that are like really rare. And of course, in subsequent games, you have things like shiny Pokemon. Um, and even like if you can catch five Pidgeys and they're all going to have different stats. So I've always liked that. And you can always bring them up to, to the next subsequent games. And that's something that I really enjoy. It's just that that collect as, as someone who's like a game collector, like amongst all of like all of us are. I think it's something that we kind of can uh, you know equate it to. Um, you know, it's just it's just that whole collecting aspect and just building a team up. And it's so cool. Like I'd be like, oh look at this cool team I made, and then I you know a friend would be like, oh well look at this team I made, and then we could battle them and be like, oh cool, let's see whose team is better, or you know which which strategy is better. It's just such a fun time. Um, yeah, and 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 even though the game, the series has done so much in the subsequent generations, I mean, this in at the end of this year we have uh, Generation Nine officially coming out. Um, so crazy! It's still fun to go back and play this first game. Uh, the roots are there. I think they're important to know. And uh, well, you don't have to. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm giving it an eight. I think it's a fantastic game, but the things that I had issues with were immediately resolved. Uh, even starting in gold and silver, the next generation up with like being able to run earlier and kind of streamlining certain things. And then it just kind of continued on and on and on. So I think it's a fantastic foundation for the series. Um, so yeah, that, it gets an eight from me. Okay. Goobs. What are you giving it? Last but not least. Do you take the red pill or take the blue pill? Fuck, I take them both. (laughs) (laughs) I'll even take the green pill, too. (laughs) And the yellow one. Why not? Let's just take all all the the colors. colors. Yeah, this game really molded a generation of video gamers and... It just pulled everyone in. Everyone wanted to know what the fuck a Pokemonster was. What's a Pokemon? And you found out by playing this game. And... Even if you weren't into games, you know about Pokemon. It's, this game has sucked so many people in. We've all wasted hundreds of hours oh, on gosh, this game yeah. alone, and then the the ones later on as well. Uh, and uh, the one thing you can do to fix that speed problem is play it on Pokemon Stadium. Yes. If you have the transfer packs, you can play in Dodu or Do Trio mode, and that will make the game twice as fast, if not three times faster. Oh, yeah. So you can do that as well, and you can also transfer your Pokemon and fight in 3D on there, too. Yeah, yep. But this right. is not an ad for Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> Although it's awesome. <laughs> but you can go listen to our Pokemon Stadium review. Dang. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this game was uh, super fun. It's great time, and uh, Professor Oak, man, he's always there for you, just to tell you to go out underage and go fucking right on your <laughs> own with a Pokemon. You're 11 years old into the world. Take down a corporation <laughs> and a criminal uh, criminal empire. Criminal enterprise, yeah. yeah. 
and then travel around the, the little place. Around the island. And then go take on four of the fiercest fighters in the this island has with your little Pokemon by your side. And, uh, yeah, it's a great story. Lots of fun. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to join the nine club. Nines. All right. Well, three nines it's and It's almost eight. perfect. What's that? Almost perfect. <laughs> almost perfect. With three nines and an eight, we're giving it an 8.75 as the average. Which is, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty respectable. I mean, you know, it's a good, simple RPG. I think this is a starting point for a lot of kids uh, getting into RPGs of some sort. Uh, even even nowadays, I still feel like it's a pretty safe spot for, for kids in the newer generations, you know? Oh, it definitely is. And I don't know if they'll be into it now, but there's other games that have updated graphics that they'll play. Because they might be like, oh, this is stupid. This looks like old crap. <laughs> Know your, know your roots. Slap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, again, they almost look the same still. Like, not much has changed. Just add some color. <laughs> Finish him. All right. Well, it is the end of the show. We're going to wrap this one up as quickly as we can because this one has gone a little long as we expected it would with uh, as much uh, love as we have for the Pokemon series. Uh, guys, it is time for the patrons. Goobs? Yes, patrons, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting your thick boys. Thick boys. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you for supporting us so much. We really appreciate it. And you keep us going. You really do. Yeah. And now, instead of me giving the nicknames, we got the leader of Team Cuteness <laughs> to give you some cute Pokemon names from the original 151. Everyone loves the first lady, so she's going to give you some cute little nicknames. Now it's your turn. All right, go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia, and you can join our Patreon. We got a bunch of extra episodes that you can listen to on there. You know the spill. All right, Bean, are you ready? You got it. All right, to kick us off, we've got Crash Override. We're going to go with Dratini. DJ Romance Baby. Snorlax. Gilmy Talks. Evie. Wolfman. Lapras. Obreon. Uh, Obreon can be Tangel- Tanglia. What about Evil Ringo? Uh, Pidgey. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Even though Pidgey isn't cute, but it has to be. <laughs> if you're in the Discord, you know. <laughs> uh, Paprika. Uh, he be Lickitung. What about the bird? Oh, uh, bird. You can be Pikachu. Yeah. Pika, Pika. <laughs> uh, level one noob. Oh, level one noob can be Bulbasaur. Oh, you know what? I was going to say, you can make him, make him Squirtle because it's his favorite Pokemon. <laughs> okay, well, then he can be Squirtle then. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably like to make yeah. someone Squirtle. He can be Squirtle, Squirtle. <laughs> uh, then we got... Martin from the Reviews Brothers. He can be Seal. Seal? Seal? (laughs) (laughs) What about Keith Gasper? Keith Gasper can be Ponita. Gasly. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Gasly. Why why aren't you doing it then? (laughs) You told me Team Cuteness. (laughs) Gasper. I know. 
Chris Copeline. Um, he can be Meowth. That's right. <laughs> fat Shags. Oh, uh, Fat Shags can be Gloom. Gloom, Gloom, Gloom. I love Gloom. Mast so Llama. Mast Llama can be Jigglypuff. And last but not least, Riku. And Riku can be Bulbasaur. Because really, he's my favorite of all. Yeah, there you go. You already gave someone Bulbasaur. No, I switched it to Squirtle. Oh. Because it was his favorite. So then I said, fine, I saved Bulbasaur for Riku. Because he's the best. All right, those are our so patrons. That's it. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia and, uh, yeah, become one of these people. Um, uh, Goobs, real quick, what do, what do we have that we want to promote real quick besides all our social medias that you can find at badsecretmedia.com? Yes, find all that stuff there. Uh, you can go to our motherfucking Discord. Links in the show notes. Come join. Be part of the Secret Levels family. We have tons of great people in there, like Berg and Jenny B. Yay! Yay! And not so great Thank you very much like for joining us. Like, <laughs> boo! Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, me and Toby are in there constantly. Best way to come talk to us and get to know us a bit better. And uh, get to know our community, our family, and yeah, have a great time. Yeah, there's always somebody around. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, there's always a friend on Secret Levels Discord. Yeah, we talk about everything in there with wrestling, pop culture, video games, movies, absolutely anything and everything, even a not safe for work thing. Yep. Like, it's pretty racy sometimes. <laughs> sometimes people talk about bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> never been in there wouldn't know chocolate rose kisses <laughs> um also if you want to hear more for berg he's usually hanging around on the zing this podcast yeah if you the want berg this yeah it should be called the berg this podcast <laughs> yes you can you can hear this lovely voice if you know i i think it's lovely but if you think it's lovely and want to hear more of it you can hear me and zinger if they haven't turned you off of him and his lovely wife ellie and we talk about all sorts of nerdy pop culture stuff give us a listen Hey, there's two out of the three people I like on that show, so. <laughs> I know, but the one just, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Love you, Zinger. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is definitely, there's so much more we could have talked about on Pokemon. We we had to cut it. We had to shut up at some point. So, you know, what better time than now, right? <laughs> people are like, oh, finally, they're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is a good episode for, like, you know, a drive or a run or a airplane ride shitty work shift love love making session or uh torturing uh uh, (laughs) love making session (laughs) let's set hey you never know man (laughs) whatever floats your boat (laughs) (laughs) to set the mood right (laughs) we're we're gonna be talking about the original 151 (laughs) (laughs) how much is this i just came (laughs) (laughs) hey when i when i put on love making music it's always the pokemon red and blue soundtrack hell yeah <laughs> gotta catch them all gotta catch them all <laughs> the poker rap game over folks
Hate Secret Levels podcast.